When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Danny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! Keeps the puck alive, ball shoots it, bouncing in front of as it looked like this game was going to overtime and what a great rush right from the neutral zone by Michael McLeod Kevin Ball makes sure he gets it through it's a dirty goal in front and that's all it took a dirty goal in front from Mr. Right. Curtis Lazar Dan what's up buddy what is going on a very exciting double win tonight yeah it really was there was uh you know a lot of a lot going on in that game man they yes. they, they completely look like poop in the second frame they uh let two yeah, in that, uh three in in that in that period uh that down. was a the good the bad and the ugly kind of game most certainly um you know i do have a, a you know let's talk about it Bo. that's huge second win in a row the team comes back from two goals down of course on the back of who else hughes and Heischer. um mm-hmm. and yeah just uh what a third period man they just they played devil's hockey in the third Yes. Yeah. Very good third period after, you know, disastrous second period. Um, We saw a similar collapse to their last loss of three goals and, you know, quick succession, just letting the game get out of hand, just missed defensive assignments. uh, And it was really looking bad down two goals. Um, But yeah, you're right. They, They definitely tightened up in the third and you see how when the chips are down, you know, you really can't win too many games or you're not going to win enough games without Hughes and Heischer because they were gigantic tonight. Yeah, they really were. They played their asses off. It was a, a fun game to watch. Um, but in that second period, though, I was really nervous. I, I mean, I thought there yeah. was no way they were coming back. You could see it just in their body language on the ice. They're like yeah. shoulders were slumped and they just, they just looked so they, disappointed. Yeah, like just, we did it again. Yeah, we did how it. How the hell we, did this happen again? You know? Yeah. But the 20 minutes and then, uh, you know, he sure uh, taking the, uh, the lead, right? That was the, no, the go-ahead goal. That was the tying goal. The, the right. um, He sure's easiest goal I think he's ever scored in the NHL. You know, that beautiful on a, on a four on three at the time. Um, and they, yeah, they just kept pushing and pushing. It was a fun game. They got the two points. And that's the other thing. It's like, all right, you battled back. Yeah, you're still going to give a point to the Islanders, though. You have to get that second one. I know. One. That was and the first thing not... I said when I watched that that winning goal and 20 seconds left. It's it's like, fuck you. You don't even get a point, Islanders. Yeah, and I love it. <laughs> I love like, it. Yeah. And the Islanders played a good game. They uh, did, and they're know? a good team, but, you know. But to not give them the two points to a team that you have to catch, you have yes. to jump over them at some point. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. I think Absolutely. we're like four or five points behind them, and I think they have a game in hand, but not anymore. Uh, this was, uh, you know, pretty much a four-point swing. We stopped them from getting points, and we grabbed two. And we could do the same thing Thursday night against a, a, a pretty decent Philadelphia Flyer team right now. I would say an unexpectedly decent. I mean, yes. uh, everybody was calling for them to be one of the worst teams in the league uh, with, with, you know, laughably no chance at doing anything. But they've actually had a pretty good start, all in all, considering. 
So, you know, that was the good. Two games and two wins in a row. Things are looking good. Being able to battle back the way they did. It was fun to watch. Again, a lot of shit that they have to clean up defensively. Which brings me to a question of something that we were discussing a little bit before we went on. And I don't know, have an answer for this right now. Right. Was Dougie Hamilton benched? Or yeah, was I mean, he I, injured? You know, I honestly don't know either. I, I feel like we will have an answer at some point tomorrow. Um, maybe people can, you know, review the game. The game just ended. So it's kind of a hot take, but I am leaning towards him being benched. Uh, and, you know, I'm I'm still not 100% sure, but I will tell you that I would have understood if he was benched. He did not have one of his best games. And let's just look what you do when this, when this team's falling apart with these, you know, multiple goal giveaways in a short amount of time, like, you know, the last loss we had and, and, and this game tonight, um, you know, they pulled Vanacek and that I think nobody thought that the game was his fault. No, the law, the, those goals were his fault. Uh, well, I, I think that at least two of them were his fault, especially the first right. one. I thought the Which first one, one Barzell. The, yeah. The, that, the first, like I know the he breakaway was going, goal. No, no, not the breakaway goal. The breakaway oh, okay. goal. He had no chance on the first goal. I don't know if it was Barzell or it was, um, uh, oh shit. I can't even remember his name right now. I'm exhausted. But anyway, um, the first goal, it was uh, the power play goal. And I think that Vanacek had to get – he had – you know, he, he went over. He had to go side to side, but he still had enough time. And it just went under his arm. Like, it just was one of those goals that he has to make. I'm not saying it was an easy save at all, but he has to make that save. And I was I looking think- at the uh, the three in a row, too, and that's what led him to get pulled. And, you know, I didn't really see an issue with them. Uh, well – I think I understood right. the pulling and, and and my larger point was it, it's very similarly, like maybe if we're going to have a problem with some, you know, d- defensive breakdowns team wide uh, a move can be, you know, benching a very, uh, you know, high profile, high value defenseman because he's not doing the job. So maybe that sends a message. Maybe that's part of the turnaround in the third. I don't well, know if he's he was intentionally benched. He's definitely not doing his job. I mean, he has yeah. been playing poorly. Now, here's the thing. When a guy is usually injured and doesn't come back out to the bench, Bill Spaulding is very quick to say, Nico Heischer hasn't returned to the bench yet. He has said, you know, mm-hmm. he, he mm-hmm. makes sure that you say, you know, in, in, whether it's an injury, most of the time they'll say, we don't know what happened. It might have been on this play here, and they'll show you something right. that happened. And they you, look for it. Taped or look for it. Yeah. Right. None of that have happened. And the only no. thing Spaulding said was, Dougie Hamilton has yet to get back on the ice, which right. to me makes me sound like he was on the bench and sitting there. Now I didn't see him on the bench, but also I wasn't yeah. really looking because it was it's, a fun, it, exciting game going on. Yeah. Um, I honestly didn't even think about it until we got later in the game. Like what is going on with him and where is he? You know, I didn't yeah. know if he was went. Usually they would tell you if you start, let's say he started the third on the bench and then went in. Usually they'll make mention of that too. Yeah. Usually like you know, somebody first on the broadcast or, or that he's headed to the bench or right. headed to the locker room. You know, they yeah, usually right, mention that. Right, if he leaves. So I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I, I'd like to get some uh, details on that because. Yeah, uh, I think a, as a rewatch, uh, it will also get out what happened here. I'm curious. And the other thing that I'm going to say is I know Vanacek played pretty well against the Sabres. Now they only had 11 or 12 shots on goal, whatever it was. And, but. If you look at the Columbus Blue Jacket game, the Detroit Red Wing game, the game against the Sabres, and tonight. Yeah, those numbers are not good. And Akira Schmidt has been playing better in that span. Right. Uh, they they flashed an uh, interesting stat that his, that Schmidt is something like nine, uh, 980-something save percentage uh, when coming in relief, like some insanely yeah. high He's save really percentage. good at that. Yeah, and that's great. It's interesting. I think uh, one of them said, oh, he's like a closer. And like, well, that's nice and all, but this is not baseball pitching and we're talking about. And so he needs to, you know, play an entire game. And I and also, what does it say about our starting goaltenders? That, that yeah, this guy exactly. Comes in off the bench so much. Well, yeah. And I, I still, I honestly feel like that this game was not, um, the problem with this game was not, the goaltending um, and in general with this team, the problem has not been the goaltending. I would love to upgrade goaltending because I'm not saying we have the best in the league. And I think that could help pull some wins, you know, turn a couple of the losses we had into wins, but realistically ask yourself how many 
if you had the best possible goaltending, you know, that you can realistically expect in the league right now, how many of our losses really would have been turned into wins because of that? I mean, I think there's a few there, but it's tough to say because here's the thing. It's, you know, it's almost impossible to say if you look at just strictly what one goaltender have made this save, as opposed to Banachek or Schmidt didn't make that save. You can't really do that, but are there a lot of other goaltenders in the league that are capable of making that big save that when maybe you're down a goal and just one goal, this guy comes up huge and then you see what the team does and they, they take that, they run with that energy and they tie the game up. We're not getting that this year. So it's, you know, it's, we're down by one. We need our goalie to step up and here we go. We're down by two. Like, okay, dude, you're not, you're not, yeah. I, I understand that not every goal is a terrible goal. And, you know, the goaltenders right. also can't but those, stop. There's a timing factor of, of you got to come up with a huge one that you're not really expected to do when we need it once in a while. Yeah. And it, that, that could have happened tonight. That's why I was not against the benching of Vanacek. I just also feel like, uh, you know, I understood what was what happened with, with that. It, but it, it's more to reset the team than anything. Yeah, if I agree. Than, from a tech, technical point. It wasn't like he let in in those three goals. Oh, this guy's definitely cracked. He's no, but you know what? You're right. He could have maybe stopped the bleeding with an unbelievable save on one or two of them. That would have helped uh, maybe the the slide before it got so out of hand to let three in a row in and put his two goals behind. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess they're still figuring it out. I, I, I am very concerned about this team's ability to, to just let in a bunch of goals in a short period of time. And turn an otherwise good game, uh, you know, into a giant hole. They dug out tonight, and they have the firepower to do it more often than most teams do. To be in that kind of hole, let three quick ones in, and still win a game. But I don't think that's a formula for long-term success. So I'm hoping this is a step in the right direction instead of just repeating like earlier in the season when we're going to win five, four games. Uh, well, you know, I agree. Wins win. And and you're right. And the way you won on Saturday, that's the recipe for success. That's how you win in this league. Yeah, and that's how you control you the, the whole playoffs. game. Yeah. And you control the whole game. But it's good to know that when you are when you don't have that game or you're playing against an opponent like the Islanders, who are very good defensively, who are going to take a lot of those things away from you um, that right. Buffalo didn't, uh, you still found a way to win. But I want to go real quick just to kind of put a, a button on the goalie thing. Sure. It also, to your point, like, okay, Vanacek comes in, Vanacek starts the game, he has 18 shots, he makes 14 saves. Uh, Akira Schmidt, in the time that he was in, only faced nine shots. The team tightened up once Akira Schmidt got in. So yeah. whatever Vanacek, like, whatever they were looking for by pulling Vanacek, they absolutely got. It worked. Yes. Like, that's the perfect yep. example of what happens when you pull a goalie, whether or not he was having a good night, a bad night, or you just right. want to, like you said, reset the team. This yep. was a perfect example of it. The team tightened up once he got on the on the ice. And that happens a lot when Akira Schmidt gets taken in. Very rarely do you see the bleeding continue when he gets put in for Vanacek. It's that's true. That at, some, at some point, some of that credit's got to go to Schmidt, absolutely. Yeah. But a lot of it is, like... You know, you were saying it's just giving the team a wake up call that you know, hopefully they they answer, and and they did tonight, so that that worked out. I just wondered if uh, you know by a similar token they they uh, sat uh, Hamilton because you know he did look pretty bad on on uh, defensively, kind of has of late, but especially this game he made some glaring errors and he looked very lackluster and um, a couple of those goals he was just he didn't even look like he was himself, you know. No, I agree. Um, I want to see if there's anything on the news. Uh, it says here, uh, no, this is, what the hell? Found uh, something on from, a game from last year? Yeah, like last year. You ever Nothing's look up something like right that? Now. You're like, really? This is interesting. Oh, this is last year. Yeah. This, <laughs> when I've did been he there. get surgery on his wrist? Oh, that was <laughs> oh, last year. Nice. Um, yeah, so it doesn't say anything yet, um, but he's got he's to gotta step it up. He definitely, you know, he was on the ice for, I think, three of the four or all four of the four. Um, you know, Dougie Hamilton, I know we're, he's not – I know that we are. he's here for his offense, but you cannot be that big of a liability on the blue line. Um, no, absolutely you know? not. Uh, so there's I, bad communication still. There's just – I don't know what it is. Uh, they're not covering each other. Um, 
Him and Siegenthaler I think they're not together sure. is a bad pair. Right. And, um, you know, there were a couple times I see, like, I feel like the forwards are unsure of what the, the system is of when they're supposed to cover when they're not. Um, now, I what is that. that? Like, is that a communication thing on the I, ice? Is that a, something beyond I think the it's bench? Both. What is that? I think it's, I think it's like, you know, what they practice and train for is not addressing what really happens on the ice. And there's like some kind of disconnect there. And they look genuinely confused. Palat on that one play where he, we, I think it was the last Islander goal. Uh, he looked so frustrated and he looked like, to, I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it, but he looked like this is not how it was supposed to go. He's He, he was like coming late to cut, try to cover, you know? Right, right, right. And I feel like, um, you know, there's got to be some reason why this keeps happening where we have this breakdowns in coverage. It's got to be a communication or system. Pro- there's too many talented people. You know, you could say Hamilton's never been a, you know, stay at home defensive defenseman. Come on, we're past that. It's it's just glaring errors of coverage. Uh, Absolutely, you know, and it's and it's team wide. Uh, but you know, by maybe sitting a, a big name that you don't expect to sit, somebody like Hamilton, maybe that sends the message too, just as much as pulling the goaltender. If indeed that's what happened, we might find out tomorrow that Hamilton suffered an injury or something that you know. Sometimes you don't see those things. Well, I mean, he was benched. I think a couple games ago for some of the third period. Uh, so that already happened. I think that might have been the Detroit game. Um, but it would be par for the course if he was injured because that's what happens every game. We just lose somebody. So, yeah. you know, if it's Hamilton this time, okay, you know, we'll keep doing what we have to do. And, you know, maybe it gets Simone Nemec up at some point, which, yep. you know, probably wouldn't happen. Brendan Smith would probably just get moved back down the D. Um, let, let's talk real quick about Luke Hughes. This dude's yeah. quietly becoming a very good defenseman. Like, I mean, I know. he's I expected really more mistakes. Uh, yeah, I expected more mistakes from him this year than than we've had so far. So, really impressed with it. Um, I knew we, we were going to see some of that amazing skating and scoring ability, and we have. And but what I think what's even more encouraging right now is that his defense is evolving to be like very solid. I, I, we're getting much fewer mistakes than you would from regularly get from a rookie defenseman and that's that's an excellent thing because he's so incredibly talented he's got such great reads on plays it's uh you know he's i don't know if we've had a defenseman like him since Rafalski or Niedermeyer in terms of like vision and seeing the ice and by the end of his career I don't know who we're going to compare him to. We might he might be in a class by himself we'll find out well two or three years man this guy's really I think going to going to take the league by storm i mean it's always a little bit takes a little bit longer for defensemen to get get there look what his brother's doing i mean look what Quinn yeah. hughes is doing in, in in vancouver i mean he's having a friggin' career year leading league uh definitely gonna you know looks like a norris trophy candidate uh nobody really thought that Quinn Hughes was going to be that guy, uh, and he has become. Guys think that this, you know, the scouts, they all think that Luke Hughes is going to become that guy. So if he even turns out like Quinn Hughes this year, then we're in for a treat. But I think he can be better. I agree with you. Who are we going to compare him to at the end? I mean, right now, I mean, Kale McCarr is the epitome of what an amazing defenseman is. I mean, he is just so much fun to watch. I see Luke Hughes in a couple of years being up there with him. I know it's probably that ship has sailed, but I, I, you wonder if the NHL would might, you know, entice the Hughes family to produce a few more children just for the future. <laughs> you know, they seem to have pretty good DNA matchup when it comes to uh, producing NHL players. I mean, that's an um, incredibly unheard of thing to have three so highly talented talented uh, siblings yeah. uh, in the NHL. I mean, we've had brothers, and we've even had three, but we've never had three really at this level. This is a no, pretty amazing thing. Uh, maybe. Well, the stalls, there were three of them, right? Jordan, Mark, and uh, and, yeah. Eric. Right. Yeah, they, uh, they, were, they were the That's three probably the yeah. best best call yeah. there. Yeah, but, but I they think weren't, these guys are like, set to outpace them. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And these, these guys are really amazing. And I think – I really do think Luke Hughes is just going to be a fantastic player for this double team for a really long time. You know, but I do think that they're going to have to do something on D. Uh, they're going to have to make a trade. We are not going to get very far. If, even if we limp into the playoffs the way we're playing right now, um, we'll be out in the first round. Like, if we are really going to be serious, we have to make a move. Something's got to get done. It's got to get do you done think it's, kind of soon. Do you think it's it's definitely 100% personnel, or do you think that 
we need a better defensive system, whether it's a defensive coach with a different line on things or somebody's got to get through to Lindy about a different system than he's been playing to some extent or alter the system. I mean, I because the reason I ask is I, I agree with you that I would like to change out uh, at least one defenseman, but I don't know if that's going to solve the problem. I, I, and and I'm, I'm wondering if the problem's bigger than just a one move. Like if we were trade for one good defenseman, do you think that solves the devil's defensive woes? I don't think it solves it, but I think it definitely helps it. Um, yeah. I just think that right now we have, if you look at our defense defenseman, I think Marino is now starting to play good. Yes. And that's a good um, thing. I think that Luke Hughes is playing good. We do see still some of those rookie mistakes, but they're fine. Uh, you live with that. He's a very good guy back there. So you don't want to touch Luke. You don't want to touch Marino. I really right. like what um, Colin Miller's been doing, even though he was did not get a lot of ice time in the third. So I don't know what. Yeah, it was one play where he kind of was. You know, it, you could pick them on, picked up on uh, his mistake that led to a goal. Okay, so it wasn't was his in and out, night, but I overall, I agree. The, the second period, uh, so yeah. I kind of like overall. I do think he's goals. he's been pretty steady, uh, and I was happier to see him play in D than Smith, to be quite yeah. honest. Who I should say had a very good third period. And showed that grit and toughness. And here we are looking at a devil's comeback win. I think that grit and toughness had a lot to do with tonight's win. I I think it was great the way, you know, he's looking to hit. That puts the Islanders on their toes. Delivers a nice, good, clean, hard hit. You know, maybe not quite as explosive as Scott Stevens hit. But it really reminded me of one with that shoulder. And then stood up for himself on that with, you know, taking a hit and and getting into the fight. I want to bring something up because that hit. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Andrews Lee took exception to it, went after Brandon yeah. Smith. and the, the, Andrews Lee should have been grateful that Brandon Lee didn't take – I mean, that Brandon, Brandon Lee. Brandon Smith didn't take his fucking head off and because Smith had him lined up, and he could have, and he laid off on him. He separated man from puck. He did his job. He laid a hit, and it was a good – like you said, a good clean hit. It was hard, but it was just enough to get the purpose. I, I separated man from puck, and now he yeah. goes after the puck. Yeah, Jacob I mean, he could have drove into it more. Exactly. He, Jacob Truba, Truba, Truba does that thing when he, when he lines him up. He's trying to look for the, uh, I don't know how you want to term it. It's almost like the uppercut where you just bend at the knees a little bit before you d- dive the shoulder in mm-hmm. and pop it. And, you know, that that definitely adds a little extra to it. And that's what he's trying to do where you can look at that and go, yeah, you know what he wants to do. And then, of course, when he's swinging and stick two-handed, no doubt about his intent to injure. Which apparently you're right. the, NA, the NHL is not going to do anything other than find him a price of a 1992 toyota accord or toyota, toyota camry rather sorry that's uh five thousand ridiculous that's it's, it it's ridiculous um i can't believe that, that is this the final decision are we I'm aware almost, of that I'm, I'm pretty sure wow that's amazing because that that is obviously a two-handed whack uh bobby brought up a very good point which i didn't even have at the top of my mind about uh Niedermeyer receiving what was it 20, 20. game 20, 20 game suspension. Um, now, yeah, he swung a stick at a guy's head, uh, but I'll be honest with you. It didn't have the same velocity and out of nowhere situation as Niedermeyer's did. But my recollection was more like over the top yeah. kind of thing. And uh, anyway, you look at it. It's bad to be swinging the stick at heads. I was, you know, as a double fan, oh, it's a bummer about losing Niedermeyer for 20 games, but oh, well, you know, I get it. And I can't believe the NHL wants this. And like I said, Last time on the heels of an intent to injure play turning the, the worst possible uh, scenario with a death. That's what happened in another league, admittedly. Uh, and all the attention that just got with the uh, horrible uh, incident there. I mean, how do you let this kind of thing go? I, I don't get it. And, and, you know, I was listening to X, XM the other yesterday, the day before, whenever, and uh, one of the hosts, Boomer, said, if I'm Jacob Truba, I send fifteen grand to the NHL and I say, all right, now I have two already in the bag, so I'm just going to go and take people's heads off because that's all you're encouraging this dude to do is oh, just yeah. keep on playing the way he plays, which is, look, Jacob Trub is a dirty player. Um, he is. He's always has been. It, I 
look, everybody loves seeing a huge hit in the middle of the ice. It's exciting. It's fun. I don't like the aftermath of seeing a guy laying there and it's like a dude in his 23 years old with his whole life in front of him, you know, and he's laying there. You don't even know if this guy's going to fucking walk after, you know, knocked out cold, head injuries, everything else. I'd much rather see what Brendan Smith did today. Did a nice hard hit. Nobody got hurt. You eliminated the man from the puck. You moved on. You won the game. That was uh, the most important part. I, that's just my personal taste. I think people like Jacob Truba, hey, look, sometimes guys are have their head down. They're getting lined up. You lay into them. I get it. It's part of the game. But when you're a dude like Truba and now you're at a point where you're swinging sticks because you have zero retaliation, nobody does anything. You know, nobody in the league really takes you to task. The NHL in Toronto just finds you a few bucks. Guy makes like eight yeah. million, nine million a year, whatever he makes. You just find him five thousand dollars. It's nothing, right? It literally is nothing. It's like me and you going up getting, to a three-year-old yeah. kid, kicking him in the face, and a cop coming over and going, "Here's your fine," and it's a five dollars. Like seriously, yep. that's it. Uh, but you know, you in know, which case, I would kick a lot more children. In exactly. The face. That's my whole point. I mean, it's really just a five thousand dollar fine, uh, disproportionately. So that is what do you keep me away from it? You know, I just I, I don't like players like that. Um, you know, Scott Stevens also played in a completely different time. Uh, you know, I don't want to hear Devil fans or Ranger fans be like, "Oh, you're a big Scott Stevens fan." You goddamn right, I'm a big Scott Stevens fan. But that was a huge part of the game back then. It's not anymore. Big well, open, it, it, you know, the, open ice hits. It yeah. just they don't happen a lot. If the, it looks like the NHL wants to, to get rid of them to some extent, and they don't know how. And um, the, the truth is, uh, would it, Truba or anybody else throws an open ice hit, you know, I get it. Sometimes we ascribe these intentions because of the way they do it. But is it still within the rules? If it's a hit within the rules, it's a hit within the rules. You know, when Look. it comes to, you know, popping up, there is a limit. You can't leave your feet. That would be charging, you know. Uh, but uh, – it, it, it's in the rules to maybe deliver a hit that could injure and intend to do that. And that's something if the NHL wants to eliminate, they're going to have to change the rules. These other things that, you know, truly dirty plays that it, um, are intent to injure, whether it's even something slutter, subtle like slew foots or something insane like uh, two-handed chops, those are clearly against the rules. And you move all the rules like – to decide when you ignore them with like this. And that's, that's what's the, bad. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Cause they will have effect on things more than just swinging your stick to, with two hands. It's not just that guys who want to play a dirty game have been validated to keep it up. And uh, this is what's uh, you know, the NHL says they want to clean up the game. Uh, they want to make it safer for players and, you know, less I don't of a sideshow circus, but I don't want them to change the rules. All right. Jacob Truba has made a living and has perfected how to hit, within the rules and, and, and administer as much damage as possible. He knows how to do that. My whole thing is because, you know, and I don't want that to change. I'm okay with that because the rules are meant to kind of keep people a little bit safe. Like you just said, you're not supposed to leave with your feet. You have to leave with your shoulder. Jacob Truba and some other dudes have a way of just starting with the shoulder. And like you said, popping up with that helmet, like an uppercut. And that's what takes these dudes out. Um, They can do that. Don't change the rules. That's just a player. There are going to be players that do that. I think there are a lot less players in the NHL that do hit like that now. So eventually it will be out of the game for the most part. Um, and it kind of is already. That's my point. But when you don't do something, when somebody swings, you know, a two handed chop to the head and you don't do anything, like you said, yeah. you're inviting disaster. Yep. Yep. There will you know, be more they, of this, unfortunately. Yeah, it really is stupid. But. Back to the Devils. Well, actually, before we get going with that, let's give a little shout out to our Hockey Podcast Network sponsors here. And we'll sure. start with DraftKings. The kings of all draft. They are. Hey, the you know, before you get into that, I yeah, noticed yeah. another sports book ad watching the broadcast tonight had uh, Peyton Manning as one of their sponsors. Uh-huh. And I realized that Peyton Manning has like a Sean Connery kind of S sound in to the way he speaks, so it was like sheezers, sheezers, <laughs> and he's standing there like a whistler. A little? It's like the you know the, yeah, the, yeah. the S becomes a shush sound, and like Sean Connery, you know. But he's just every you know and that's the sponsor. It's got two S's in it. It really didn't work out. <laughs> it, it was the one time he's standing there next to Eli. It's the one time that Eli looked way smarter <laughs> than his brother, and uh, I love that. That was pretty good. But I didn't see that you know, one. 
Well, you know, in the end, it's all about DraftKings, though, isn't it? They uh, are the world's biggest sports book. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, Doesn't sure. Matter. Why not? Yeah, you said it. It's it, got to be true. For our for our purposes here, sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, bet all the action on the ice with the DraftKings Sportsbook. You can download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNJ.com slash hockey for eligibility. Deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Nice. Chris, how was your Cyber Monday? You know, my Cyber Monday, Dan, was terrible. Nobody cares how your Cyber Monday was. Because <laughs> right now at Raycon, they got 20 to 50% off everything site-wide. You don't have to wait for Cyber Monday, Black Friday, or any other bullshit the world is trying to get you to focus on these two days. Raycon says, no, every day is a great day to get their everyday earbuds. They're known for delivering high-quality, thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. This past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of two inexplicable products. (laughs) First, their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS micro USB Type-C devices eight times faster with a 100-watt power delivery. So if you got one of these things without its own charger, you don't care. You got your own charger in, in the Magic 180 cable. So that's not where they stop. Oh, no. They go on to the faucet filter. It's an ultra filter. That filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals, a must-have for ensuring the water you use is actually clean. To get everyone in in the holiday shopping spirit, Raycon's currently offering 20% off everything under site with select products up to 50% off. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Thank you, Raycon. Thank you. Thank you, DanCon. Yes. yes. Yeah. We're going to rename that company. We should. To DanCon. Yeah. So, okay. Um, there's a little bit of bad. There's some shit that needs to get cleaned up. There's, um, yeah, but sure. there's some good, right? Two in a row, yeah. Dan. It's a good thing. It's been the first time in a while since two in a row wins and, uh, you know, it would have been a huge backslide. Think about it. I mean, they go down in the third there. You're thinking that, boy, that one win is a blip, and we're looking at a season of win one, lose two, in that kind of pace. Right now, they're turning it around. It's a huge win. I'm very, very uh, uh, happy that this that this could be what really does save them. If they can string a couple wins together, get some room to play better defense, uh, it's going to be uh, very good to see that turnaround. Well, they got a tough game, like we said, Thursday night against the Flyers. And then we see our old buddy, Mackenzie Blackwood, who, it look, San Jose isn't going anywhere. If Would you be against Tom Fitzgerald? Don't, don't, ask, don't ask him to come back here. Please do don't do this. Do you know how good he's playing right now? Do you know how good he's playing right now? If he comes back, I'm, I'm, I'm probably I'm not going to watch any more games. Would you not be a Devil fan anymore? Nah, I would watch. I got to watch the shit show. I just can't imagine it's going to happen, right? Can you? Would you be in favor of this? You no, know, despite whatever numbers he's got right now, at San Jose. I, would you? I, I mean, he has a team with absolutely no defense. But do you have our guys' numbers near you at all? No, but they're not good. I know that. I've looked at them. I don't remember exactly what we're at. So he only has three wins on the season, and his mm-hmm. goals against is 3.6, but his save percentage nice. is 0.902. Right. Um, 
which is better than all of our guys. Uh, he's seeing more shots than any goalie in the NHL. He really is right now the San Jose Sharks' best player. And no, of course not, absolutely not, in no way, shape, or form do I want Mackenzie Blackwood in a New Jersey Devil uniform ever again. But I am happy yeah. to see that he's doing well. You know what, I really though, am. This is the situation that I call out. Me- yeah. yeah, no, I am happy for him too. I agree with that. And there was a lot I liked about him. And if you recall, I, I definitely wanted everything to work out with Mackenzie Blackwood. I was You hated you know, him. Give, you were hoping no, that he no, lost no, his job, that he no. went broke, and he was sucking off dudes underneath the fucking bridge for crack. That's what well, you Well, he might have ended wanted. that way, but that's not what I wanted. Um, no, in fact, to be honest, um, I spent, what, a year or two defending him. Mostly to you. That's one yeah. area we did not agree. <laughs> uh, that you know, and I was saying similar things to that I'm saying now about our guys, which is he was not the main problem of that team as things were falling apart. But you know, there the team had moved on to some better goaltending, and I what I didn't like about last year was that we were basically you know getting in the way of moving on with better goaltending, and every time they brought him out. It was another, you know, back injury or just flat out bad performance. So it didn't seem like it was worth continuing on. I was hoping they would make a move to get rid of him before uh, the trade deadline so that we could get something from him. Um, but, you know, like I do wish him well. And I know he's got amazing. T- I mean, any player who can play in NHL is amazingly talented. I knew he was uh, talented in a way. But I will say that some of his numbers that look great, it's kind of like the Curtis Joseph effect, you know, right. like. It, 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 you need somebody who can win when you have a good team. I'm not saying we got those guys, uh, but I can tell you that Blackwood was given a better team in time, and he he didn't do as well uh, numbers wise. Um, so when you're getting peppered with shots and are responding the best you can, the numbers might be better than like the situations that we're providing. They're they're like these defensive breakdowns. I'm telling you, one of these like prime devil giveaways is worth you know 10 15 shots that from a reasonable area of the ice you know so, so many of our uh defensive breakdowns are leaving the goalies no chance and right. um, that's why i'm not surprised to see a save percentage uh you know higher on on blackwood uh than these guys now i don't know what chances san jose has been giving up i gotta imagine they've been giving up some really bad defensive breakdowns too but I wouldn't be surprised if we looked at them that the type of chances we're given are, are worse than the type of chances they're giving. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, there is a rumor kind of circulating, and I have no idea if there's any substance to it or if it will even get legs and ever actually become something. So I guess that's the same thing. But it the Boston Bruins might possibly be shopping Jeremy Swayman. I saw the chatter on that. It's hard to believe, right? He's got insane numbers and a long career ahead of him. Why are they shopping him? Well, what's, I think what's the theory there? It, well, because look, they've been on a bit of a slide the last two or three games. I think what they what we thought about Boston, I think that their management sees. I think they look at this team and they say we're really good defensively and we're a yeah. really good team, but we do, are not strong enough down the middle to compete with the big boys and we start getting in the slides. We are just not strong enough um, in that spot. And I think that that worries them. So, okay, who can we possibly get? We're going to need maybe more than one dude who, if we can get a couple of forwards, but who are we giving up? They don't have anybody in a prospect pool. It's only pretty much those guys. I think that's why they're saying, wow. That's, that seems like such a horrible uh, place to be to, to trade away what, who, Looks like he could turn out to be your franchise goaltender. Well, like, it happens all the time, but yeah, but some you know they're in a win now mode. They want to win, and if they feel that they need center help to win, then maybe you do it. If you feel yeah. that Linus Omar can get you all the way, that's I, the I, part that I don't feel. I look. I, I think mean, Swayman's look, a better goalie too. Omar had great numbers last year, and was he our Vesna winner? I think he was. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, like, I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but he could not save that team in the playoffs. He was not part of the solution at all. He wasn't like he had great numbers through the playoffs uh, either. So, you know, I would be, like, thinking, no, I'm not giving up. If I've given up a goaltender, it would not be Swayman. But 
But I, what do I know? You know. But if possible. they are shopping Swayman, I think the LA Kings would probably swipe in and make a deal quickly if they were actually thinking about shopping Swayman. And I think that Boston would be quicker to do it with LA as opposed sure, to the yeah, West Coast East. team. Yeah, yeah. But if they were shopping Swayman and you have the talent pool and the depth that the Devils have within their organization, do you put a package together that Boston can't say no to? And it might include a guy or two that is on our lineup right now. Well, there ain't too many guys on the lineup right now. What if they want Dawson? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Look, he's had a rough start, but you see him coming alive right now. He was big tonight, and you see what a great upside he has. Um, I know Swayman has a big upside. Okay, he hasn't well, proven it yet, though, you know. And it's, for right, a, but if right now that was what you'd have to give up to get Jeremy Swayman, and of course, you know, some prospects, some guys in Utica, but your main dude is Dawson Mercer. He's the main guy on that fucking trade. I'm leaning dude, towards yes, but I, I, I'm not very, I'm not very happy about this choice. I, I you know, I, I don't feel like it's an easy answer. It's definitely not an easy answer, and a good trade is usually not an easy answer. It's usually upsetting to both teams, but you're getting back something that you each team desperately needs. Now, Mercer's, he is a, a natural centerman, so he can help him uh, yeah. in that spot. It makes sense for Boston that way, at least. And I think he's a better winger than a center, but I still he's still a center. Uh, and he's a great player. And I yeah. think that it... But I do think... Uh, I'd like to poll. I'd at least love to know what Bob and Tone think about this, but I would do it. I would yeah. pull the trigger on it. If I had to guess, they wouldn't do it, but it, I'm only barely not with, you know, where I think they would do it. Not, you know, but what I'm trying to say is it's, it's such a tough call. I, I don't think all, I don't think both of them and me would also everybody agree to do it. Would you do it? You're yeah, I would do it. it. I would oh, do it. Man. Look, I you just, uh, need Swayman's not proven yet, really. You know, I love his numbers. And, and Dawson I, Mercer. I, I know. And if I had um, Swayman on my team, I would say he's not proven, but he's damn promising. So I, I would really not want to get rid of him. Don't get me wrong; I do want him. But here's you know, the... so you think that you could see a, a move later on where uh, Swayman is a league leading top goaltender and Mercer is never gets past like a, you know, 20 goal season or something like that. Right. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to say something else right now that I think every devil fan would think I'm fucking crazy about, but I will tell you the truth, but I didn't bring this guy up because I know there's no way in hell we would ever move him, but I would actually be more in favor with giving Boston Jesper Bratt for Swayman. Wow. Yeah. Um, I understand I understand that too. Uh, there's parts of the season last year where Brat went away. He's gone away again. You know, you know, I think when they were signing him in the off season, we we're like, Oh, that's a big contract. Awesome. You know, what we're trying to look at it positively is like, maybe that gets all that out of his system and he's not going to go away anymore. He's going away sometimes. So you're right. I mean, you pay for Brat all year, but how often do you get him? Do you get it? Do you get him even three quarters of the season? I don't think so. And I think, I think Dawson Mercer, because look, regular season, of course, it's important. But all the guys that we're talking about now, they're going to either be made in the playoffs or they're not. Like, that's it. Like, this team now is the next five or six years ahead of them to literally try and go compete for a Stanley Cup. Certain dudes are going to have to be huge parts of cup runs and deep playoff runs. And I see Dawson Mercer being that guy before Jesper Bratt being that guy. Very well be. Um, I always looked at Jesper Bratt. Something about his game kind of reminded me a little bit of Patrick Elias, but a lot of things don't. And, you know, <laughs> Elias is that he's got that, he had that relentless work ethic. Yep. And that's the biggest part that's different. Patrick uh, Elias uh, is like the best parts of Jesper Bratt mixed with the best parts of Nico Heischer. That was Patrick Elias. That is a dead-on excellent call. That is very, very true. 
I mean, that's that's where Eliash was his franchise, and you know there was a lot. Uh, he, I was glad to see him as part more of a vocal centerpiece of the Devils last year when you know uh, Hughes is, is is taking the record for him. He like made the statement about it, and it, it was very cool. Um, I, I wonder how many like newer Devil fans realize that's that's a dead on call. He's got. Nico Heischer's yeah. two-way game, leadership, tenacity, fight, you know, grit to, to, to be a leader. And then he's also got Brat's hands and uh, amazing skating. Absolutely. Yeah, he, could, he could do it all. Yeah. He um, was one of the best. Special player. Yeah, absolutely. And I, but, and I see, but I see Dawson Mercer being a dude that come playoff time is going to give you that, that hard work and compete, give you those dirty, grimy goals. I see Jesper Bratt shrinking in a corner somewhere. It's just how – and look, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm just going by what I saw last year, and that's all I could possibly go by. But if we go into the playoffs this year and Jesper Bratt fucking disappears again, Tom Fitzgerald blew it by signing this dude for eight years. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, the signing, it gave me pause this year too because um, I think before he was signed, remember we were talking about what offseason moves would, would you do, would you not do. And I was all for getting rid of Brad. Yeah. I did not love love his performance in the playoffs. I thought it was a big reason, maybe the most disappointing devil in that playoff run. Um, not maybe, definitely. He was no the doubt. most disappointing devil. Uh, there were a lot of other guys who had great series despite going out in the second round. He was not one of them. He didn't have a good first round, and he didn't have a good second round. He was basically absent from the playoffs. So, yeah, I would do that. Now, I know that Jesper Brat. Uh, is not going to get traded. Tom Fitzgerald just signed the guy. He's not going to move him. Uh, I also, but I do think he would pull the trigger on Dawson Mercer um, for a guy like Swayman. But then again, it could just be rumors. Boston also knows that, you know, here's the thing though. You, to really win a Stanley cup, you do only need the one guy. You really kind of got, just got to have one guy, one guy that you were confident in can go and do it. If Boston feels that Olmark is that guy, um, I don't. And I think that if they got rid of Swayman, you would see Olmark's numbers dip big time because I think a big reason that Olmark's numbers are so good is because he's able to only play 40, 45 games as a starter, as your number one. You have another dude that's right there with you playing equal amounts of time and doing just as well. I, I think you articulated really what I don't like about the tandem system. In the playoffs, regardless of this whole theory of, of we got two goalies, we have two number ones. No, you don't. And I know a couple times in the playoffs they alternated, but they usually settle in at some point where you have the guy. And um, so, you know, what you're getting is a lot of artificially high numbers. And I hope this isn't going to be the case for Vanacek. We had a very good regular season numbers this year, not so much, but we've had a disastrous, you know, the defensive system in front of him this year. But look at last year. His numbers regular season were very, very good. What it's all about, though, is the playoffs, isn't it? You know, and yeah. I, we were not going to get through the uh, opening round against the Rangers with the play of Vanacek. We had to make a change. I don't think it was all his fault. And, you know, Schmidt filled in there. He won that one. So, you know, it, it is really weird. But this tandem thing kind of can blow up in your face come playoff time. It did. It blew up in our face. I mean, we are the perfect example of it blowing up in our face. And right. now we need that guy to play, you know, seven games potentially in two weeks. And right. he's not used to doing that. Yep. What and that's what that? happened. Look at what happened with Boston. Blew up in their face. I mean, mm-hmm. they now I think that they could have gone further if they would have if they didn't change anything. Because I do think both of those guys are super good. We had said that back when the play when they were knocked out. If they had just kept yeah. the steady rotation, I think they would have been fine. Except that they leaned on Olmark, and he's not built for that. We kind of did the same thing with Vanacek at the end of last year. He's not really built for that. We're doing that again now, or at least we were early on in the season. Now I think the first ten games of this season, Vanacek out absolutely outplayed Schmidt. I don't think that's the case. The second, the, the these last ten. I think Schmidt has been the better goalie. Um, yeah, he hasn't had the results necessarily because it's been a really bad stretch, but I think he has been more solid minute for minute. Now, he hasn't had as much chance to you know, show the potential cracks in that because he hasn't played as much. 
But you're right. right. When called upon minute for minute, he's been better in the last 10 games of Vanacek, no doubt. Now we have back-to-backs coming up, Friday and Saturday against the Flyers and the Sharks. Who do you play and where? Uh, boy. Um, Flyers are on the road. San Jose's at home. The San Jose game is, is really for, uh, prime for a letdown. You know, that's why I'm looking at it that way because you're becoming off uh, what is, I think, going to be a slightly more emotional game. You're playing a West Coast team. So, you know, in that situation, I ask, me, ask myself, like, which goal would be better for that? Um, I probably would actually lead with Schmidt. Have him play against the Flyers. Um, part of the reason is, like, like we were saying, he has been better, but he hasn't been, you know, carrying the same workload as Vanacek. This is, uh, you know, a divisional game. Let's 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 see how Schmidt does in that. Um, it, this game, I think, will probably be important too because obviously the defensive mistakes are not gone yet. And let's see how he starts. You know, that stat about him relieving is great and all, but you can't – that's – what is that? What are you going to do with that information? You know, I agree. Here's our plan, guys. We'll start a goalie, and then we'll pull him right away. And right. we got Super Schmidt, who can't start a game. He can only close a game. That's not hockey. We're we going to be the that. first so. – we're going to be the first team ever to win a Stanley Cup by actually not just splitting goaltenders throughout the season. We just split them every game. Exactly. So Vanacek only plays for, you know, a period and a half, and then we'll throw – no matter what the score is, no matter what happens, then we just put Schmidt in. You know, that is um, such like a Bush League high school thing to attempt, but I almost think it's warranted right now because <laughs> you're right. Uh, Vanacek has been pretty good on starts of games, um, and it's he's not been able to finish him. I don't know. I'll make it all these statements. It's just kind of like I can't even accurately judge it with how crazy the defense has been, too. I would do exactly what you're saying. I would do Vanacek uh, against the Sharks at home on Friday, and I would put – Schmidt in on the road. Schmidt tends to play a little bit better on the road, too. I don't have numbers that point. actually back that up. I'm just going by the eye test right now. But I bet that those numbers would back it up, that he has been better on the road this year than he has been at home. Mm. Um, so I would put Schmidt in and exactly for the reason you said. Like, look, man, we don't know what we have with either of these two guys right now. Right. And I just think – and I do think that if a goalie change is made, I don't think it's going to be Schmidt that's leaving New Jersey. I think that yeah. they believe that Schmidt is the future of this team in the next few years. And if you really do believe that, then I think he's got to start getting some starts now. And I think he'll respond. I do. I think Schmidt has what it takes. I don't trust Banachek right now as the number one, but I kind of feel like Schmidt is ready. Like, give him the ball. Let's see what he can do. Well, he definitely it's ready. I think the team's ready to test him again. I agree with you on that. Whether he takes it, runs with it, we're going to have to see. Um, I really hope he does. I think that he's got the skills. I think that he's got a great demeanor about him. Um, but he didn't start off that way this season. That gave me pause. He was he didn't look um, very steady at all. So uh, I'm glad to see these guys game together. You're right. Let's test it out some. Let's see how he, st- he does with a start. Yeah, I'd like to see that. So anything else you want to touch on this evening, Mr. Dan? That's it. All right. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for checking us out. We are the Uncle Puckers, our New Jersey Devil podcast. Uh, Wherever you're listening to us, give us a like, a five-star review, a positive comment. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. uh, Smash that like button. We appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. And thanks, Jersey Joe, for sending me the opening uh, Curtis Lazar goal. Jersey uh, Joe coming in yeah, clutch. Came in right. Remote producer. Right when awesome. I was hitting. Right. He's, he's our remote producer. Thank you, Jersey Joe. Um, and uh, for everybody else, uh, we'll see you on Thursday after the Flyer game for the Puckers. We'll see you when we see you. Look us out. Bye-bye. We got to do the bye-bye. 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 <laughs> It's night night time. It's over, Johnny. It's night night. It's over. Nice. Uh.